0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with season two. My goodness, we did it. A whole second
0: season lies ahead of us and it's very exciting. (laughs)
1: It really is I, I genuinely I can't believe it we've we've made it this far we're we're into the second season now there are changes everybody we're just gonna you know brace yourselves that's all i'll say
0: mm, that's yeah, that's the thing I mean you know they say change is good, but not always i <laughs> i
1: would uh, I would disagree <laughs> with that term
0: in some situations and this is one of them. <laughs>
1: I would also disagree with that term. And uh, um, yeah, we, I guess we will. We'll dive right in with the blurb before we, we reach the changes. One particular change we are not happy with. Not one bit.
0: OK, but uh, yes, our, our blurb for episode one of season two, Summer Lovin', goes as follows. Liz is thrilled when Todd returns to Sweet Valley. <laughs> until she discovers he was kicked off the team his <laughs> again I know we- 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 <laughs> we've laughed about this before but his sweet disposition has turned into sour depression and he's <laughs> what
1: fucking sweet and he's sweet not especially <laughs>
0: Well, this is it. (laughs) Anyway, all of this means that he's not especially interested in getting back together
1: with Liz. I mean, he's as charmless (laughs) as ever, if you ask me. I see no difference. It's true, but like,
0: well, this is it. Only this time it's on purpose. So it's like (laughs) he's meant to be kind of charmless and grumpy. (laughs) There is that.
1: that is a good point yes he is uh, he is it's yeah. intentional this time as opposed to the usual vibe <laughs> which is like why can nobody see what an absolute bore he is being but um, <laughs> uh, yeah his uh, his sweet disposition is gone apparently
0: oh my god Alleged sweet disposition for sure.
1: Uh, well, I guess we'll uh, now the blurb's been been described, and I guess a uh, sweet disposition apart, it is quite accurate. Uh, we begin on the beach, and they have clearly improved the uh, the budget because this is no lake; this is a beach, <laughs> a
0: very satisfying, one hundred percent confirmed actual beach. We are
1: delighted. <laughs> Not a duck to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, we we see Jessica jogging up to Liz. Jessica is wearing a gingham bikini. uh, Very cute. And uh, she's had a haircut. Mm. In fact, they both had haircuts.
0: (gasps) They have, yeah. The twins have little fringes now and they're really cute. They look great.
1: Yeah, they are pulling off those fringes. Uh, Jessica has some sort of uh, very Friends era layers. She doesn't quite have a Rachel, but it does. See, it does strike me as a do that was very prevalent in around nineteen ninety four. Just sort of choppy layers going down the front, um, mm. but it suits her. And they they both oh have yeah. very no, they look great. Uh, Yeah, they're very authentic. Um, nineties makeup as well. I think if anybody's been watching Yellowjackets, it's uh, it, which I absolutely <laughs> adore. Uh, one of the things as somebody who was a teenager in the nineties and um, is just a couple of years older than the characters, sometimes when you see nineties stuff in, now on TV, like you know stuff that's meant to be in the nineties, they just don't get the makeup right they sort of get a two eighties, but i can tell you that in yellow jackets and in this authentic 1994 show the pinky brown lipstick is absolutely <laughs> on point it is it's it might as well be the uh, rosewood lipstick from the body shop that i used to sport at that time and i think it really suits both twin they they look really good they do, yeah. No, they look really good. And again, it
0: is nice to see, and you know, and it's authentic to its time, obviously. So it was, it's what was current in 1994, yeah. and it does look great on them. They have, they have such lovely faces. Like, I mean, I, I kind of feel like it would be hard to to mess up makeup for them. But uh, no, it looks great. And that's the thing. I mean, Jesus, look, the 90s are back. Like, which is kind of frightening when you've already been through it. But uh, but that's what's happening. <laughs> um, but no, they look great. Uh, love the fringes. Love the makeup. Love the bikinis. It's a great look on both of them.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well, Karen, you're not gonna love what comes next because Ugh. Liz is ordering people around. She's got a clipboard in her hands because she's organizing a beach cleanup. And she tells one of her crew to go to Larry's club, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, why? Why must they do this to us? It's bad enough that we're plagued in the books and the DMs, by the way, <laughs> with clams. Now they're creeping into PBA and all over my lovely TV show. Typical. <laughs> oh,
1: so many clams at the DMs. I'm telling you, like people just if they see a clam somewhere on a menu, they send it to us. I find it hilarious. And Karen's a bit traumatized, but keep on sending them, listeners. <laughs>
0: How like I would say how did this become our brand? But we know how it did and and it's because of this ridiculous town. Mm. So I this is Francine Pascal's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That, oh that's true it, it is her fault so um, yeah well it's consistent anyway Um. so Jessica can't understand how Liz is spending the last day of the summer holidays with a pen and paper in her hand apparently uh, she's worked at a soup kitchen she's painted a church what next world peace <laughs> um, and she thinks Liz should use her as a role model because she hasn't done a tap all summer <laughs>
0: it's so good though like it's very Jessica great delivery I love it but um of course we find out that the reason that Liz has been throwing herself into all these very noble volunteering efforts all summer is because Todd is still away of course uh so she's just keeping herself busy because she feels like she'd crack up otherwise but it's also like you know you have friends just because you don't have a boyfriend doesn't mean you have to spend every minute of your time (laughs) doing this kind of stuff like I mean surely there's a balance that could be struck here but you know I guess that's never the case with Liz
1: Oh, they're, true. It isn't the case with her. Uh, but also, like... This is the end of the holidays. Did Todd not even come? Like, was he in this school all <laughs> summer? What the school is this? I mean, we heard the last time they're constantly going on to go basketball tours, but you'd think they'd have the summer off. I like, mean, yeah, you you would think. Of, it
0: doesn't seem unreasonable to assume that a school would not be, uh, you know, going on and their basketball season too, like over summer. But there you go. Very intensive course, clearly. It is a 24-7 kind of sit up there in <laughs> Vermont. <laughs>
1: Well, Jessica has an idea for what might cheer Liz up and it's the, the Beach Olympics. Apparently they're uh, they're a huge deal.
0: Sure, why the fuck not? Uh, yeah, she reckons this is just the ticket uh, to uh, take her mind off things. But uh, Liz complains that apparently the twins uh, always come in 10th place whenever they do this, which... Just, I mean, I don't buy that at all because Wakefields never fail at anything. So the <laughs> thoughts of them coming 10th or 9th, as as Liz eventually clarifies, just doesn't ring true at all for me, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm not buying the whole like perfect twins are always the, the losers Mm-mm. of these Beach Olympics, but... Um, yeah, even Liz starts wondering if she's really made the right choice when some random dude runs up to her and says, we've hit the jackpot, there's a load of dead jellyfish down the beach. So I think that's a moment where Liz is thinking, "Ah, oh, maybe the Beach Olympics are preferable to like the dead jellyfish shoveling. <laughs> um, and then we got to the first of many... It's actually insane scenes stirring Manny and his new hair,
0: too. Oh, well, this is the thing. You know, it's the summer holidays. All the lads have been letting the locks flow free. Basically, all the boys have long hair now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They all have long hair. It is uh, and I'm, I'm, like really noticeably long. Did you that I don't know how it grew that much in a few months?
0: I know, and it's yeah, it's funny. And in some cases, you know, it suits them. I eat Winston because he always looks great. Or
1: in Manny's case,
0: yeah. I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced. I have to say, poor Manny. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Manny's Manny's hair looks kind of wig-like, but uh Ooh, little bit. He's uh, he's he he's gazing down the beach and he sees a babe uh, <laughs> with with braids, a white girl with braids, which I think is meant to be like Bo mm, Derek in 10. Definitely. Uh, which is, you know, more of an 80s, uh, 70s look, I would have thought. But anyway, she's running along the beach. You can't see her face. And he faints with... I was about to be lost. Uh, love stroke.
0: <laughs> well, this is the thing. I think at one point you, it does clear up a bit, and it is Enid running along the beach in her her Boderic oh. outfit. Uh, yeah, and my notes just say beige swimsuit, culturally iffy braids, definitely Boderic. <laughs>
1: But Edith herself is not wearing the the braids when, when we see her. Like when Manny sort of comes to, she's wearing a hat and some cute mm. uh, dunga shorts, and she wakes him up and he says, "Oh, I think I watched too much TV this summer." Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Manny, you really must be suffering from dehydration or something because you keep having these hallucinations and it does not seem healthy. <laughs>
0: Yeah Manny is not well in this episode the poor guy he's um yeah he's had a tough summer it seems like but yeah he every time he sees Enid i mean it's delightful as a viewer but yeah, yeah. this is not this is the first of a few uh, little Enid hallucinations and i loved all of them
1: mm. <laughs> I also loved the Enid hallucinations but i did not love what happens next <laughs> because we caught some random Bland-faced... I don't know who the fuck this is. And I refuse to accept who we are told it is. Uh, (laughs) Well, this is it. uh,
0: It's new, new, Bruce.
1: uh, For sure, for sure, (laughs) I say. (laughs) Not having it. And he says, <laughs> uh, just to make sure everybody like believes that he is Bruce, he says something like, people ask me, Bruce Patman, how yeah. have you won the Beach <laughs> Olympics four years in a row? And uh, he's like, well, it's my leadership and skill. And Jessica turns up and it says, because he buys, I don't know, was it the, ju- the judges Twinkies after every game? Um. So, uh Yeah, yeah it's a- either...
0: It's either the judges or his team. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, mm. yeah, Ugh, not a fan.
1: <laughs> no, he has none of the sort of sassy charm of the original Bruce and the sort of roguish humour. Uh, mm. He's just very, he's very bland. I don't know what the casting people were thinking. It seems like an insane decision.
0: It, it really, yeah, it, it does. It's at this point, yeah, I kind of saw him when I was like, new Bruce and my notes were just like, I hate him (laughs) but like but at the same time I also know that's not fair that's not fair on the actor you know it's not his fault uh but I'm also just like where is the swag and the sneer and the floppy hair like it just it's all wrong we've established a great Bruce and now we've got this guy who to be honest he was giving me cousin Greg more than anything which is giving him more credit (gasps) than he should get because at least Greg has proper character
1: I think you are being far <laughs> too generous comparing him to Cousin Greg, who at least is an absolute delight to watch. He looks a bit like Nicholas Brown. No. But he's he's mm. he's no Cousin Greg and he has certainly no Bruce.
0: Oh, yes. I 100% agree. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, apparently there's like another example of him and Je- like the ongoing Jessica Bruce rivalry, but it's not half as fun with this random dude. And... No. Uh, uh, yeah, fake Bruce scoffs and says that the bad news babes are going to uh, to humiliate themselves again. But apparently, as he uh, snarks, "Well, the tenth place ribbon and a free plate of fried clams <laughs> this is better than nothing." <laughs>
0: Is it better than nothing? I kind of feel like nothing is the optimal choice there if we're being fucking real. Come on now. Jesus Christ. Why? It's like this episode feels like a personal attack. I'm not going to (laughs)
1: lie. Sponsored by Clans. Well. Uh, (laughs) uh, Jessica says they're going to kick some serious Patman butt. Um. And uh yeah, she says uh, Liz is at the right track today because this beach is covered in trash. Mmm <laughs> what a sick bird. <laughs> uh by the way, there's a sort of a fake sound garden playing, and it did uh, hit me that this was the summer the black hole sun came out and was on MTV like a million times every day. So that is quite an Ooh. accurate uh <laughs> faux. I mean sound garden, sound yard? Sound Patio, I don't know who the <laughs> Pound Shop Sound Soundgarden would be. Oh,
0: who mm. indeed? Because they did actually, wasn't there talk? They mentioned Soundgarden in the first um, series in one of the episodes, didn't they? Uh,
1: was it Soundgarden or Pearl Jam? Or maybe, I think it was Soundgarden.
0: Garden. both got yeah, a mention. I know.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: there was definitely Pearl Jam, but I feel like Soundgarden definitely got a mention at some point.
1: I think of that episode where <laughs> Jessica was going to a concert. <laughs> Well, I think that could have oh. been a Soundgarden concert. So, um, yeah. yeah. yeah, Whenever um, right. grunge band on a major label they were into that week, and <laughs> they clearly got, got their their ersatz version in for the soundtrack. Mm. Um, so we cut to Liz and Enid, and they've got what look like very comfortable little sort of mini deck chairs. I don't think I've ever seen such things before. Like they're like little... Beach chairs but they've got just tiny little legs so you're kind of lying on the ground but your back is supported and uh, I, I'm quite into them. Hmm.
0: <laughs> lovely. They're very cosy and having a lovely time chilling on the beach.
1: Yeah. See, we all had to do a lot of outdoor socialising last summer and we were all buying camping chairs and stuff so uh, I think that why <laughs> my eyes taken by by, by such things. And, and Liz is reading... Um, 17 and she has a quiz about what's your ideal romantic evening you know would it be like a fancy date uh, you know beachside stroll or a game of yahtzee and of course he chooses yahtzee what delightful little dork she is i love her
0: <laughs> she's adorable oh god i love her
1: <laughs> uh well winston races up and uh he's he's all flustered Yeah, he's absolutely
0: barreling along the sand when we see him. Uh, But yeah, he's got news and he he races up uh, to the two gals uh, with the revelation that Todd is back. (gasps) Uh, Even though, um, what was it? Liz is surprised uh, about this because he had told her on the phone that he wouldn't have a break until Thanksgiving. So she's like, why wouldn't he call me? But Winston's like, he must have wanted to surprise you. So everyone's super excited that uh, Todd's back in town and apparently he's coming to the beach that day.
1: Yes, Uh, so... uh... Yeah, it's a it's a bit of out of nowhere, but um, Liz, when Edith says that Liz can borrow her Yahtzee to welcome her back for a romantic evening, <laughs> and then love push, that. Then we cut to what I think could be our must be our first glimpse of the beach disco. <gasps> I mean, I, I guess yeah. I was I kind of wrote down
0: beach cafe disco wait is this the clam shack what's happening because it's like it's a bit of everything Ooh. and also a tiki bar of some sort um I don't know what it is but I kind of love it if, if as long as there's no clams in my eyesight I'm good to go with this place
1: I also love it I do get the tiki bar vibes mm. but you know I think they're weirdly I think they're kind of pulling it off is that mad um I know there are lots of issues with sort of cultural appropriation of tiki bars mm. so uh, but I don't think that was a point of discussion in the 90s and to be honest the, the decor of this place is so random that I don't I'm not sure what exactly it's going but there there are tiki elements put it that way and uh quite quite out quite out of place in this uh in, in this possible cafe where Jessica is ordering hot dogs and fries is Lila. <laughs>
0: Oh, God, she's in top form in this episode. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, Lila and Jess are striding into oh. the uh, the beach cafe uh, and Jess is instructing her that she wants her to start carb loading because uh, she, she needs good people on her team for these beach Olympics. And when she's ordering all the fries and hot dogs, Lila stops her and she's like, uh, it's a very clueless kind of turn of phrase. I thought when Lila kind of holds up her hand and she's like, wait, she's like, stop, rewind, erase. <laughs>
1: That is, yes, that is super Cher and Dion, Mm. that moment. Very much. (laughs) And uh, yeah, apparently she she doesn't do beach Olympics, sun tanning or she starts to say uh, carbs, but then she she just starts babbling because she's she's seen a hunk. (laughs) Yes,
0: it's fantastic. Yeah, she's like, I don't do carbo, warbo, marble, something, something. I couldn't figure out what she was saying at at a certain point, but it ends in Adonis uh, (laughs) (laughs) because at three o'clock she has spotted an extremely, (laughs) ridiculously hunky lifeguard.
1: It's lifeguard Josh. He's the judge of the Beach Olympics. And uh, in a very obvious way of uh, ploy to, to persuade Lila to join, he uh, she tells uh, Lila that Josh's last girlfriend was a red-haired volleyball player. And uh, Lila says she's not that gullible. She won't let her skin turn to leather for some lifeguard. I'm got somebody's you know, conscious of the effects of the sun on their skin in this place. It's about time. Well, uh, then Josh approaches them and uh, says he can't wait to see them in action. And Lana says, oh, maybe a little sun would do me some good. (laughs) She's great. Well, we got back to the beach and Bruce... We must call him that. (laughs) He's... uh, He's goading Jessica about the the Olympics, and uh, there's a bizarre cut here where after he goes, she starts saying that Bruce is the most egotistical, self centered, and then it cuts to Bruce and Manny, uh, saying underhanded little witch, and then Manny says, "Sounds like you really like her," and then we basically get uh, (laughs) ejaculation (laughs) metaphor.
0: uh yeah we pretty much do it's uh, (laughs) welcome to kids tv in the 90s um yeah so (laughs) it's they kind of cut between manny saying sounds like you really like her Uh, and Bruce is holding a can of like Coke or Pepsi or something like that, squeezes it in frustration so it all flies Mm -hmm. out the top but then it cuts to uh, Lila and Jess on the beach and Lila says the exact same thing to Jessica because they're kind of having these like at the same time they're both giving out about each other so Lila then says to Jess oh sounds like you really like him and Jessica like squeezes this tube of sunscreen that's in her Mm -hmm. hand which also goes flying everywhere and it's just like
1: okay we're we're doing that (laughs) yeah it is a straightforward big white splurge. What's up, text? Well, the beach Olympics kickoff uh, is. I guess this is the closest we get to a montage. I don't feel it as true montage energy.
0: It's oh, that's very true. I was I got excited at first. I was like, oh oh, this is going to be a montage, and it just didn't quite pan out. <laughs> Or it just, yeah, it didn't feel right. It didn't give the usual classic mm. montage vibe. But, you know, I was still glad we got something akin to a montage because I did worry that we were going to get a few more changes in the second mm. series and maybe ditch the montages altogether, which would be a shame because they have an almost perfect record at this stage of montages per episode. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, it's it do. It's, it's, mm, yeah. it's a serviceable montage.
1: Yes, the song is pretty funny because it's it's one of the times uh, those moments where they have a, a you know a clearly especially recorded song that is very on the nose. So it's all <laughs> like minds are tight, bodies are strong, the race is on, winners tickle. <laughs> that's terrible, but it's kind of hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, that's the charm of a sweet valley so- song. <laughs>
1: Mm, that is true. So we we see them race on the sand. Uh, then they have a beach volleyball match where Bruce, um, or sorry, where Jessica brings on some random sort of Amazonian girl who, <laughs> uh, trounces Bruce and uh, seems to catch Eden's eye. Eden's kind of into her. I no. think
0: <laughs> I didn't actually spot that. I was just so entertained by her pelting Bruce with volleyballs. I was like, yes, get him. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get that fake Bruce now (laughs) Um, So Then we get A tug of war It's girls against boys Which I have to say Given the You know On average Boys have Better upper body strength Mm. Than girls Seems like a very Unfair Game And the girls are Unsurprisingly losing But then Jess hitches Their rope to the jeep And drives off
0: (laughs) And surprisingly enough That does the trick
1: (laughs) Yes I'm surprised nobody notices a fucking Jeep driving down the beach with a rope attached to it, like five metres away from the volleyball game. I mean, there's a sand dune <laughs> in between them and her, but it's still not really very much. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, there's that seems to be the second last activity. And... At the beach disco, Jessica says Bruce will rue the day he cheated, but Lila points out that Jess was the cheater. And this is a thing that happens later, that like Jessica keeps accusing Bruce of cheating, but we don't see any evidence of this, unless I missed something, but I don't think I did. Mm, I think at the very
0: end, there's suggestion of him cheating. But but yeah, up to this point, it is literally just Jessica absolutely cheating her arse off uh, and accusing Bruce of doing the same thing. But yeah, like as yeah, yeah, Lila is is quite right to point out that it is literally just Jessica at this point, at least, who was doing all the
1: cheating. Well, uh, Jessica is like trying to, rock, you know, everybody's exhausted at this stage. And Jessica says they have to get ready for the final event. Um, and Liz, but Liz says, look, you're, you're taking this way too seriously. Uh, you know, you're kind of obsessed with beating Bruce. And Lila says, oh, you're pretty much, you've got very strong feelings for him. Has there been some summer loving going on? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh manny uh comes up but he's uh he's he's in cheerful form but they shut him down because like they, they all clearly still see him <laughs> as the rivals and while they're telling him to shut up who should come in oh
0: god well <laughs> it was bound to happen at some <laughs> point and here he is to bring the mood down <laughs> Well, it's Todd. With also with longer hair now because everybody has let their hair grow, <laughs> and uh, yeah, or my notes just say everyone is happy to see him for some reason, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's as charmless as ever because he doesn't show any enthusiasm. Uh, Liz hugs him. It's like, oh, you know. By the way, they really brush over the supposed cliffhanger we we le- they left us with at the end of the last one.
0: Oh my God, completely. I I forgot there was a cliffhanger, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was obviously just enough time between watching the last one and getting into this one that at some point, some yeah, Enid mentions Nick at some point and I was literally like, wait, who? What? Oh, right, the cliffhanger. Totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, well, yeah, apparently it wasn't much of a cliffhanger after all be, uh, because Liz and Todd <laughs> apparently did sort that out and uh, I guess over the phone. But uh, he's not very responsive when she suggests they they take a walk, and at the beach when they're on the beach, he says, "Oh, so great of you to surprise me," and he flatly says, "Surprise? Yeah, right." Just... God, <sighs> <It's hot. Like, laughs> oh
0: god! I like... just the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He really is the worst. Because then he goes, Oh, move back you for good. And she hugs him. And she, he just stands there with his arms by his side, like not even trying to, to give her any encouragement <sighs> or kindness at all.
0: <laughs> That's it. And his only kind of. Like, yeah, he doesn't even allude to to what's actually happened or he just kind of, well, he's obviously very clearly grumpy about this whole situation, but he just kind of says that, you know, things didn't work out Mm. as planned. So we don't really know what the story is. Um, And yeah, I suppose Liz is confused that, you know, like, why aren't you happy that you're moving back to Sweet Valley? She's like, you know, I'm glad you're back. And again, as his usual charmful self goes, well, that makes one of us like he is just pure misery.
1: He's awful. And uh yeah, charmless as ever, as my notes say. Mm. <laughs> and uh, then, I mean, something a bit more charming, we crushed to Lila playing the steel drums in a band. But was that? You know, I was
0: looking at that and I was like, is that Lila? And then I was like, no, no, this is just the bad quality of the video and I'm just <laughs> wanting it to be Lila.
1: But fuck it, was not actually her? Oh. <laughs> it could well have been. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I my, my I was a hundred percent sure it was her. Oh god, maybe it wasn't. But no, I just I was sure it was, and I'm not going to look back at that very fuzzy video to have my illusions shattered. I just want <laughs> I thought it was like possibly a shout out to the uh marimba. To the musician days. It's no Marimba, but it <laughs> <laughs> But it is she is grooving away with the sti- with the with the rest of the steel drummers. So um it's uh, it's it's pretty good, and Jessica joins Bruce, who asks where she found Brune Hilda, which I guess is the Amazon who joined <laughs> the team. And Jess says she's an exchange student. Bruce says from where the planet of the apes. Like this girl was conventionally super hot. She looked oh. like a Brazilian model.
0: Truly, yeah, she was a giant beautiful woman. Um, so that was quite rude. Um, yeah, like she was gorgeous. Like Edith yeah. knows it. We know it. <laughs>
1: well jessica says that there's there, apparently the last thing is an obstacle course by the way this obstacle course is like something you'd have done in primary school and it's about <laughs> like 10 meters long but anyway uh apparently it will separate the winners from the losers um so uh yeah that'll be their final challenge and i guess this is the moment where i thought Maybe, was that not Lila? Because uh, she's not looking so cheerful when Jessica finds her.
0: Oh, yeah, poor Lila. She sat down with her feet in a bucket of ice because they're all sunburned. Um, So she's freaking out because her feet are red raw. She's like, I can't go out with them like this. This is a total disaster. And uh, as I love this line so much, oh, my God, I love you, Lila. Um, Jessica is like, you know, what's the problem? I gave you my sunscreen. <laughs> Lila magnificently says SPF 2 is not sunscreen. It's barbecue <laughs> sauce. <laughs>
1: magnificent from Lila there I oh. just uh, I mean what we have thought we've you know we've always had strong feelings about their lack of uh, lack of sunscreen use so I'm glad Lila shares our discomfort oh. um, so uh, we we cut to the we cut to the beach where Enid is uh, is throwing some driftwood onto a bonfire that's being built and Liz is all mournful Um. And Eden says the bonfire would be more romantic if she had a boyfriend. So I guess the the butterfly net hasn't been catching any any likely parties over the summer.
0: (laughs) So far, anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, Liz says her boyfriend went home to unpack and... and just like it starts to say like what like the days comes back and he hasn't seen you for ages and then she realizes oh shit this is not very tactful because Liz is obsessed so she's like oh yes yes unpacking yes of course he has to, she ha- he you know he must have a lot to unpack <laughs> and Liz admits that Todd barely wrote to her when he was away I was distant on the phone and it can't be the thing with Nicholas because apparently he knows nothing happened so that cliffhanger is resolved. <laughs>
0: yeah it's um it's very strange that uh yeah they just completely gloss over that cliffhanger because that was some good like tension building stuff at the end of the first episode or the end of the first series and it was just like yeah forget about that it's all fine now don't worry about it it's grand <laughs> but um yeah so anyway I suppose Liz is pointing out we that it very can't very excited yeah so yeah he's anyway something's changed He knows yeah. that much for sure mm.
1: um so uh yeah, she Enid says that Todd loves Liz. He didn't come back for the local seafood. Yet another fucking clam reference. <laughs> Why? Um, so Edith says soon Todd and Liz will regain their title of Mr. and Mrs. Perfect Couple. And she speaks for all of us when she says, Uh, I'm feeling queasy already <laughs> I mean she's not wrong. No. Well, Liz says she's sure Edith is right, but she doesn't look convinced. We cut back to the Beach Disco where Winston and his own flowing locks. Uh, There's quite a good little scene with no dialogue where he's trying to order a drink at the bar and it is not working out for him.
0: Yeah, he sees somebody else ordering and kind of like points to what they've gotten and like points to himself and then is handed like a glass of milk. And he's like, no, (laughs) but again, all wordlessly. Uh, So it's a nice little like nearly silent movie bit from Winston. (laughs) Um, So he eventually gets his hands on a cool, very tropical looking drink in a pineapple.
1: Hmm. Uh, He hands this drink to Manny and yet again, Manny sees a sort of soft focus, hot babe and realises it's Enid. And then there's it's I, I guess we realise at the end it's a Gilligan's Island reference. But Gilligan's Island is weirdly one of very few big American programmes that just did not get shown here. Like RTE in the 80s and even Sky TV in the 80s and the BBC used to show loads of old American TV shows Um. So, you know, we did see Bewitched. We saw I Love Lucy. Uh, we saw loads of, of, like, I Dream of Jeannie. We saw loads of things. But Gilligan's Island references go completely over my head. Like, I... Until... there's Basically, he sees Ina dressed as, I guess, one of the characters in Gilligan's Island. And then she says... Uh, Gilligan to him and he realises he's dressed as, I presume it's Gilligan <laughs> and it's another dream but I was confused initially in this because uh, it, it's a whole ga- a visual gag that just does not travel
0: that's that's the thing yeah and it's it's funny like yeah and that obviously that was the the payoff because she walks over and it's like oh Gilligan I've been looking for you everywhere and I guess she was recognizable to people who know the show as Mm -hmm. I looked it up and I think it was Marianne is who she's dressed up as but yeah as you say it's just one of those things that turns up it's referenced so much in like tv shows and movies and like American pop culture and we just have no idea what anyone's fucking talking about when it turns up so we just roll with it but yeah I guess that's what that was Gilligan's Island (laughs) Um,
1: I that is I literally only know of it through references in other things and it is weird Mm. that it just didn't get over here because god knows they used to have to pad the schedules out quite a lot in the olden days so you think they'd have squeezed it in between episodes of Gidget and uh, I'll dream of Genie or the ghost of Mrs Muir but uh, apparently not so sorry uh, script writers your, your gag was, was wasted on us us Europeans um, but again it's another Manny sees what he thinks is a hot babe and of course it is a hot babe it's Hmm. yay <laughs> but he is having a lot of hallucinations it's getting worrying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the final of the obstacle. It's an obstacle relay race. And um, when Winston gets stuck in, like they have a thing where there's like a bunch of tires and you've got to like run with your feet in each tire. And Winston gets <laughs> stuck in some <laughs> gross muck.
0: Yeah, I don't know, is it tar or what it is, but it's very sticky and very dark and very gross. Um, So he's kind of bunched and his foot is now stuck in the tyre somehow. Um, It's really set in there, I guess. But um, yeah, that's the first section of the obstacle course. So then when he taps in for the next section, uh, it's an egg and spoon race. So really, where's Ken Matthews when you need him is what I want to know, because we all know he's the king of the Sweet Valley egg and spoon race.
1: (laughs) Oh, he is. This this is the time when we should have had Ken in this show, which of course we have been robbed of. Um, but yeah, there are literally just three things in this uh, in this uh, obstacle race. It is not very hard. It's like mm. takes about three seconds the whole thing. Um. So uh, <laughs> Jess runs on She gets the trophy But then lifeguard Josh says That he saw her cheat So she's disqualified But then he says Bruce is disqualified For cheating as well But how did Bruce cheat? I did not get How he cheated uh, Oh
0: yeah I think Okay I think What happened here Is that Oh yeah also Their egg and spoon race For some reason They, they hold the spoons In their mouth For some. Like that's not how you do An egg and spoon race As far as I'm aware, but look, I don't know what kind of deviant behavior goes on in Sweet Valley, but that's how they were doing it. But um, (laughs) what I think was happening was that like Bruce was doing some amount of faffing with the spoon or the egg. Again, it wasn't a great quality video, so it was hard to see. But what I think was happening was he was using chewing gum to like stick either the egg to the spoon or like the spoon... In his mouth, there was some level of trickery going on, I think. Because even then, when he's like, when he's kind of celebrating Jess being kicked out, he kind of, he holds his hand up and you can see this gum like on the spoon or the egg. I'm not sure. It's on something. Uh, so that's why the lifeguard, Josh, is like, oh, you, you're cheating too. Both of you fucking get out of here. So neither one is victorious in the end.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, see, I was even confused by the egg and spoon because they they were so white, the eggs. And other, I guess this is another transatlantic thing, yeah. our eggs usually. <laughs> brown <laughs> um so i was like i think golf starts. like what is happening are they gonna play golf i was very confused
0: clearly this strange episode- going on altogether
1: this episode is too much for my brain um but anyway they, they both, <laughs> we weren't ready oh. so we both but they both been boosted off so neither of them have won and uh at sunset uh, Liz rings Todd from the she, from the, the beach disco slash cafe slash tiki pot. And uh, then <laughs> as, when she hangs up, she tells Winston um, that she's just been talking to Todd's mom. And apparently he, he left um, against his will.
0: Yeah, uh, she finds out that he was actually cut from the basketball team uh, and as such has now dropped out of school altogether
1: yes he's uh, he's been booted and um he didn't tell anybody he obviously didn't tell Winston and he didn't tell Liz either so uh, mm. some dramatic guitar plays it's back the, the <laughs> we love it well, Josh enters the, uh, the the beach disco and uh, he joins Lila <laughs>
0: He does. Uh, yeah, it turns out it's it's lifeguard Josh to the rescue, and uh, without really trying to, Lila has actually managed to get his attention because he's like, "Oh no, your feet!" Um, you know, he's like, "God, you know, you've burnt them bad, huh?" And again, Lila with the great lines is like, "Fried, charred, and blackened with Cajun spices." <laughs> so he um, turns it. up with his little first. It's so good. So he turns up with his little um, first aid kit and gives her a little aloe vera massage on her feet and reveals that he's studying to be a foot doctor.
1: <laughs> I, I, do you do you mean a podiatrist? Like what? A foot doctor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think he's just really into feet.
1: <laughs> oy, oy, oy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Lila completely delightfully says, in the name of sweet science, continue. <laughs> Get it, Lila. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the bonfire, Bruce says that Jessica had a nerve getting him disqualified and she says he was cheating so badly at hurt, And... Uh, he says she's bad news and she says she stayed far away from him and he's like yeah right uh and of course he does the old uh yeah or he does the old you just do this cuz you felt to me
0: yeah oh god it's this whole back and forth that they have and i don't know that i like it cuz it's it's like this guy is a new character it's not like like obviously he's not like old bruce but even the way people interact with him isn't like the bruce character that we've established at this point um like it would nearly make more sense for him to be some new guy that's turned up that that kind of is clashing with jessica um because e- like even all along yeah they've been setting it up as like oh they hate each other so much it's a real like oh enemies to lovers kind uh, of trope they're going for but i just i don't know i'm not into it and i and i would have been if it was old bruce probably <laughs> i would
1: also have been into it if it was old bruce but yeah as you say it just feels like it is some random newcomer and if it was a random newcomer they they would have could have framed it better. Like, who's this guy? Uh, I don't like him, but I clearly do. Mm. Um, so yeah, it feels mm. super contrived because she, he's like accusing her, fancying him, and she's calling him conceited. And he keeps saying admit it. And he does sound a bit like, uh, April at the Sausage King of Chicago, uh, in Ferris um, Bueller's Day Off, or, uh, or rather, oh. no, sorry, it's he sounds like Cameron <laughs> pretending to be um. Sloan's dad on the phone. He's like, "God, admit it, admit, admit you like me." So it's it's not sexy. Just put it that way.
0: No. Yeah.
1: And uh, then they kiss.
0: Ugh! But again, it's like. There's been kisses on this show that we've liked, such as, you know, Winston and Lila kissing in the press that time during the Halloween episode. And that was kind of out of nowhere and it was really like fun and like felt like a good payoff for their kind of like being at each other and nitpicking at each other kind of vibe. But this was just like, I just I just don't like this. I don't really care about this. This dynamic feels forced and kind of out of nowhere. So, yeah, not into this.
1: I very much agree. And yes, very good point about the the difference between this and the absolutely amazing um, Lila Winston uh, Halloween episode kiss is striking that felt earned and it was genuinely cool and this is just Mm. like okay Um, but Jessica Mm. says that Bruce better remember that memory or that moment because it'll never happen again and Bruce looks as delighted as he can but the old Bruce would have had a devilish glint in his eye aww Well, Liz finds a miserable, grumpy old Todd um, (laughs) sitting on some rocks. (laughs) Good enough place for him.
0: Oh, I guess. Just throw him in the bin and be done with it.
1: (gasps) Boot him into the sea. (laughs) It's the only thing for it um so yeah uh she's like um because apparently he didn't show up at their post olympics gathering and she's like look i you know you're i know everything why didn't you tell me and uh he's like i don't feel like talking about it and she says well you know you can get play for sweet valley high again which was good enough for him like six months ago and he extremely rudely says gee what a consolation it's It's so rude of
0: him, as you say. And like, yeah, he's just so mopey and unpleasant to be around it's just like oh god this fucking guy he's just like yeah I had my big chance and I blew it I'm through with basketball my life has totally changed and it's like well has it or has it just gone back to the way it was before you were in this place in Vermont where you clearly like didn't like it or it didn't agree with you or for whatever reason but like as you say he was perfectly happy playing basketball for Sweet Valley and if that's his worst case scenario like that he's back in his town where all his friends and family live how is that so terrible? (laughs)
1: He's just a giant baby, uh, and he says he's too burstable, <laughs> and and Liz is like, oh, you can't give up your dream. I still love you. and He says, oh, you don't even know me anymore. I don't even know me, and when she says that he she knows what he's going through, but things will get better. It just he flies into a rage. <laughs>
0: You know, it's a pity we never got And I'm going to kill that guy out of Todd because if <gasps> any time you think it was going to strike it, would be this episode where all he does is mope around the place and get mad at people. <laughs> oh,
1: that is such a good point. Um, she, Yeah, because, uh, yeah, he has a, an excuse. I don't know. Would he kill whoever kicked him off the team? Uh, but he, I don't know. But he definitely has the sort of energy <laughs> of somebody who is like willing to commit violence at any second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he says that uh, Liz never failed anything in her life and he no longer fits in with her picture-perfect world. And um, she says, no, I-, I want to help you. And he goes, leave me, a- then leave me alone. Find some other charity case because we're through. It's like, for fuck's sake, Todd.
0: Oh god he's yeah he's he's particularly terrible uh, in this episode it's just like why are we supposed to care about him now at all when he's like being this awful but on purpose
1: yeah i mean actively actively terrible um probably the worst he's ever mm. been which is saying something um mm-hmm. so we cut to the bonfire <laughs> and who could be rocking out on guitar by the flames uh,
0: look, I was surprised by this too, but we have Winston
1: on guitar. Delightful. Yes, his love beads are swinging as he—he uh, he is very precious. <laughs> uh, like it's a cowrie shell necklace that uh, the like you've never seen before. It's practically down to his waist. So uh, he's uh, he's full beach bum, but he's giving it loads on the old guitar. Yes, it's,
0: yeah, it's it's a great look for him. An unusual look, but a great one nonetheless. Um, but yeah, then we, we kind of follow along the, uh, the bonfire and we see Manny uh, walking over to Enid. So he's bringing over like little sticks with marshmallows on them for her to toast uh, on the bonfire. And it kind of seems like he's, decided he's had enough of hallucinating <laughs> about uh, about Enid and it kind of seems like he's gonna make a move on her. Um, so he sits down and hands her like a stick. He's kind of like oh Enid I kind of thought but of course she misreads the situation and she's like oh how sweet thanks Manny and like takes both out of his hands and hands one to this guy that she's been chatting to.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that guy does not get enough screen time to imply that he's a, he's a real contender. So hang in there, Manny. She, uh, I don't (laughs) think she, I don't think she's got the net out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Jessica sits down next to Liz and uh, says that, you know, if you told her this morning that their summer would end like this, she wouldn't have believed it. And Liz says, neither would she. And... uh, Jessica says that, you know, whatever's wrong, if they're together, they can make it the best year ever. And then (laughs) adds, who? When did I start sounding like a Hallmark card? Um, And it's a cheesy line, but actually she delivers it pretty well. She does. And, you know, it
0: does sound like something Jessica would say that she'd have like a, you know, a sweet, uh, insightful kind of nice, tender moment with her sister and suddenly kind of take the piss out of it because it's like, oh God, how embarrassing to show feelings. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it actually is. Uh, it's quite cute, and that mm. is uh, that is how they how how we we leave them. They 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 have a little laugh as they put their arms around each other, and uh, that's the end. So, uh, does Ye- that count as a cliffhanger, Todd and Liz on the? I mean, I don't really care, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess we're just going to get more of like an an overreaching kind of story arc, potentially, with whatever the fuck is going on with Todd, uh, which they haven't really done. It's been very much, you know, contained, self-contained episodes, apart from Kidnapped, which ran over three glorious episodes. But, uh, oh. but in general, yeah, they, they seem to be fairly, you know, they don't tend to run storylines into each other. But maybe that's
1: part of the change of season two. I guess mm. we'll find out. Yes, well, yeah. Uh, have a look at the uh, the description of the the next episode, and uh, oh, I don't know if we can read it out now to wet everybody's whistle of for for what's happening in season uh, two. Because we're told, famous model Tatiana Thomas comes to Sweet Valley hoping for a fresh start, but everyone seems more interested in being a fan than a friend, except for Todd, who she warms up to why uh, but what is really going on between them <laughs> oh and we're told Cheryl Tatiana Thomas is Annie Richmond's stepsister in the book series she is she is one of like the two canonically black characters um, along with Patty. but why have they changed her name from Cheryl to Tatiana <laughs>
0: That Diana sounds more exotic uh, and sexy,
1: bodily, I suppose. <laughs> well, I guess that means we're going to have to endure. Mm, yeah, you know, we will have to endure more Todd and Liz separation next week, but. Um... <laughs> you know, this is, we'll, we'll, we'll endure it for you, Pi Beta Alpha sisters, because we, f- we really, really appreciate you supporting the show. Thank you so much.
0: Mm, yes, thanks for, for hanging in there while we we're on a break and uh, for, for rejoining us because uh, these, these bonus episodes are a tremendous crack. And
1: uh, yeah, we're so glad that you're here yes, joining us. You are the wind beneath our wings. And we will see you all in the main feed next week where... We will find out what happens when Liz uh, have, you know, have, is, the, is the victim of a crime and is on the hunt for The Stolen Diary. And I have to say that I have just done my reread and it, <laughs> it stands up, this one. It's got a lot going on in it. So <gasps> uh, brace yourselves,
0: listeners. Ooh, that's exciting.
1: But we will see you back here <laughs> in two weeks in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse. When we find out what happens, when well, Todd won't be exhibiting <laughs> this, but Tatiana will be exhibiting some model behaviour. <laughs> oh mean, God! <laughs> I, I, if they're going to make us think that anybody would be fighting over Todd, then you know they're going to have to work a lot harder.
0: Oh, boy, for sure.
1: (laughs) Mm. Well, we'll see you then, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.